This video is brought to you by Devout Decals, makers of reusable Catholic art for your home altar, your bedroom, and your home classroom. On Monday, I reported that the German bishops had decided to go to forge ahead with their schismatic and heretical synodal way. The German synodal program has been ongoing since October 2019, didn't let up during the events of 2020, and it's been ongoing now for nearly five years with a closure date of 2026. That makes what the Germans are doing a longer ecclesiastical process than the Second Vatican Council. The goal of the German Synodal Way is to decentralize the governing of the Church in Germany by putting authority over bishops, priests, and dioceses into the hands of laity, as well as to make that sin that James Martin has a rather strange interest in now acceptable to the Church, complete with blessings provided by priests to those in those unnatural pairings. They have said they think the church has been wrong about that teaching. The Germans also want to impose deaconettes and priestesses on the church. Their stated goal is to start with Germany and then, because they expect the results to cause a resurgence in Catholicism in Germany, that the whole church will follow suit and join them in their neo-Protestantism thereafter. So today, let's talk about the Vatican's response to this story. How the Vatican told the German bishops not you know, once again, recently, that they should stop doing this and that why none of that actually matters and why we shouldn't take anything seriously that the Vatican says on this story or anything really touching on doctrine and dogma. But before we do that, I'm going to take a short moment and thank the channel members and patrons here for supporting the work of Return to Tradition. It is greatly appreciated. Their support has kept these daily messages coming and for that, I do thank you. If you want to help support the work that I do here, there are links to Patreon, Subscribestar in the description box below, or you can hit that join button right below the screen here that you're seeing. Costs as little as a dollar a month and you get early access to videos, plus links to articles that I write elsewhere and appearances I make on radio and internet shows. Thanks, and let's begin with this story from Pillar Catholic, who provides us this headline. Rome sets red lines for talks with German bishops. Okay, so, saying a red line has been set is a serious statement. It implies that there will be consequences for continuing to forge ahead with schismatic programs like what the German bishops are engaged in. In fact, by Rome telling them to stop pushing for these things without the rest of the church, they are engaged in schismatic behavior. The Germans are. That's just what they're doing. But will Rome actually act? Probably not, but Cardinal Perlin is the one speaking out here, and he's a critical figure in Rome. Cardinal Perlin is the Cardinal Secretary of State, which is often called the Vice Pope. He has great influence and is often talked about as a potential successor to Francis at the next conclave. Keep that in mind here. From the article, quote, The Vatican has told German bishops that women priests and church teaching on James Martin's stuff are not up for discussion and talks scheduled for next year. Rome set out its red lines in an October 23rd note to Bete Gilles, the General Secretary of the German Bishops' Conference. A conference spokesman confirmed that the bishops had received the message, reportedly sent by Vatican Secretary of State Cardinal Pietro Perlin, during a meeting of their permanent council at the start of this week. The three-page Vatican document, published November 24th by the weekly Catholic newspaper Die Tagespost, addressed discussions between German bishops and curial officials that are expected to take place in January, April, and June 2024. The talks, which will focus on resolutions issued by Germany's contentious synodal way, 
are due to involve the Vatican's dicasteries for the doctrine of the faith, the promotion of Christian unity, bishops' divine worship, and legislative texts. The note's publication follows the release of a November 10th letter in which Pope Francis said he shared concerns that elements in the German church are taking steps to, quote, to steer it increasingly away from the universal church's common path. The Pope was referring to the decisions of the Synodal Way, an initiative that brought together the country's bishops and select lay people at five, quote, Synodal assemblies between 2020 and 2023. Participants endorsed texts calling for women deacons, a re-examination of priestly celibacy, lay preaching at masses, James Martin pairings and their blessings, and a revision of the Catechism of the Catholic Church on the James Martin stuff. The note from the Vatican Secretary of State said that not all the issues raised by the German initiative could, quote, be placed on the same level. Some of them have aspects that cannot be put up for discussion, but also aspects that can be subjected to joint in-depth discussion. It explained, according to an English translation published by the website Verate Celi. The note said that two topics were, quote, there is no responsibility of arriving at a different assessment where the teachings that priestly ordination is reserved to men and the church's negative judgment on James Martin activities, and lengthy quote. All right, so, I mean, it's a good statement and a good effort, but it doesn't actually matter, and I suspect Cardinal Perlin knows that it doesn't actually matter. The Vatican is said to have meetings with key figures from the German schismatic way three times in 2024, once in January, once in April, and then once in June. Not mentioned here is something else, though. The Synod of Synodality is set to have another one of its group hug, roundtable, talking, boring sessions in October 2024, where the James Martin Sin is going to be up and front in the center of the discussions. I've reported on that here before using official sources of information. Francis already authorized priests to give James Martin blessings to people in those weird pairings, though they said the sin could not be blessed. But anyone who's honest knows that is what the blessings will be given for. That's just how it's going to play out. While Francis has already said no to deaconettes and priestesses, people tend to forget what the synod on synodality has been really about anyway. Decentralization of the church, especially on matters of doctrine, with power over all of this placed into the hands of laity, who will determine what doctrine really is. The synod has said as much, okay? There you will get the justification for deaconettes and priestettes and bishopettes eventually. That's the point of synodality. And that is Rome explicitly endorsing what the German bishops want. The key to all of this is something Francis told the German bishops in the lead up to the meeting of the synod back in October. Don't do this without the rest of the church. It's not that Rome doesn't want this to happen. It's that unity is the most important thing. Yes, Perlin said much of that is off the table. But what happens when the hand-picked laity with new doctrinal powers demand this stuff be embraced anyway? You think it won't happen? The laity in the Western world very, very much think that deaconettes and priestesses should be a thing in the church. That the church is wrong about that sin that James Martin has a very weird interest in, for, especially for a Catholic priest. Give the lady the power over doctrine and anything is possible, which is the point of all of this. But another reason that strong words from Rome in defense of what sounds like orthodoxy don't actually matter all that much is 
that the Vatican's doctrine chief doesn't actually believe th this rhetoric about doctrinal integrity either. Someone in the dicastery for the prefect for the doctrine of the faith has been caught copying Fernandez and Francis' signatures onto documents, presumably without either their permission. See, the story comes from the Italian news site La Nueva.it. It's the kind of news that should get Fernandez at least a chastising for being sloppy, and if not, sent him packed out, sent out of Rome and maybe even to jail, but obviously nothing is going to happen to him. He might even get promoted for allowing somebody to take the initiative and in undermining the deposit of the faith. See, the article begins by giving us a precedent for this kind of crime in Rome. Something sim similar happened during Benedict's papacy, and the person who did it was not punished, or was actually punished for it. It's not likely to happen in this case, though. So from that article, quote, However, that, under Benedict, was a minor tampering compared to the one engineered by someone from the Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith. The Croatian website Vieja e Diela in an article reveals a disturbing detail, which readers will then be able to verify for themselves. In the responses to some questions from Monsignor Jose Negri of last November 3rd, the signature of the Pope and that of Cardinal Fernandez himself are not authentic. Just download the PDF to your computer and click on the signature at the end, and you will see that it is a poorly scanned and cut image. Simply paste it over the text written in Word and not a scanned document that the Pope actually signed. Wow, explained the uh, an expert in this, seeing is believing. Whether it is a copy and paste of a scan also can also be verified by enlarging the signature. You will easily notice the graininess of the image pasted there. A sensational, quote, oversight by Fernandez, who apparently not only writes in full autonomy everything he wants, but now also inaugurates do-it-yourself on the Pope's signatures. Why did he or whoever did it for him, it is not clear, and continues the, and continues the Croatian journalist, it is not yet known whether the Pope's signature was inserted on something else that he approved that day, or whether the response was completely falsified perhaps without the Pope's knowledge. Not that there is any doubt that the Pope substantially agrees with what Fernandez wrote, but it is at the very least a question of decency with undeniable legal implications. Is forging a signature in a public document also a crime in the Vatican? That document, among other things, also loses its official value in addition to the fact that, as we wrote, the content is more than questionable. Is Fernandez an apprentice forger? That, not satisfied with tampering with the text cited in the documents he wrote, adulterating the meaning and cutting out the paragraphs, and then they provide some examples. Now he also starts forging signatures. Be that as it may, he remains an apprentice, because the various manipulations are not so subtle as to go unnoticed. Is it too much to demand an official clarification on the issue? There are several questions that await an adequate and public answer, from which other documents of 31st October 2023 was the signature of the Pope and Fernandez scanned. That's the dubia they're referring to. This is another version of the response to Monsignor Negri or complete different document. For what reason was this operation done? Who ordered it and who knew about it? Given the ease of falsification in the circles of the dicastery for the doctrine of the faith, starting from 1st of July, why not declassify the note of 21st December 2018, which the now prefect recalled at the opening of the aforementioned document, as proof of the continuity of this pronouncement with what the CDF 
would have stated in the past. And why not also publish the original of the Questions of the Bishop of Santo Amaro, as was done for the dubia of the five cardinals, end quote. The document they're referring to here from uh, early in November was the one about blessings, we'll say. Now, on matters of doctrine, Fernandez is literally willing to just make anything up as he needs to, in order to achieve the Vatican's dubious goals on the building of the ape of the church. He's proven that time and again. The author in that quote reminds us that the questions posed by the new dubia cardinals during the summer were actually never officially released by Rome, only the response. The cardinals published their questions and follow-up questions independently. But Rome never did, and Rome never actually answered the follow-up questions, which were so cut and dry that they couldn't answer them. Transparency is not the style in the Vatican these days. Neither is brevity. The Vatican's willingness to just make up rules on matters of doctrine and sacramental discipline makes their corrections of the German bishops ring hollow, especially considering that on most issues of the day the Germans are asking for, the Synod of Synodality has already signaled willingness to pursue the goals of the German bishops. They're on the same page. It all exposes the Vatican response to the Germans as pointless posturing. There is, however, one solution available to the Vatican, an apostolic visitation. Give the German bishops the Bishop Strickland treatment. But of course, removing a few of the worst offenders in Germany won't happen because that treatment is reserved, of course, for bishops and religious orders who are too Catholic, too traditional, and who refuse to go along with the spirit of the world that grips the Vatican these days. It certainly isn't going to be used against proponents of heresy. People like that typically get promotions in Rome. Like, say, Archbishop Fernandez did when he became the prefect for the dicastery of the doctrine of the faith. And maybe that, in the end, is the point of all this. But I'm curious what you think about this. Do you really think that Cardinal Perelin's statement means anything at all, given the looming synod coming just a couple of months after their last meeting with the German bishops? Or do you think they may actually take action against them? I'm very curious to see what you have to say, so let me know in the comments, please. And hit like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So to sharing this on social media, that helps too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.